1: Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne, and host of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ Network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series, Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth, on a mission to recolonize a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn, and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to right now. So, search for Diviser, that's D-E-V-I-S-E-R, wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit www.diviser.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode. Hello folks, Helen here, voice of Azu in Rusty Quill Gaming. This is an advert for the podcast Anomaly. Anomaly is a TTRPG meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios like learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon, all connected by a shared mythology the podcast combines the traits of a great dungeon master with those of a meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination while you learn to centre yourself, find confidence, and relieve stress. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard, Anomaly is available wherever you find podcasts or at seekanomaly.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A-N-O. L-I-E dot com. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode and take care of yourself.
2: Hello again and welcome to episode 19 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, in London, as always,
3: and with me again is... James, James
4: Ross. Brit Monroe, ben, ben Meredith.
3: Lydia Nicholas. And who are you playing? Oh, it's back to me. Oh, this just an order. I'm not really used to this. Okay, I'm, I'm playing Sasha Rackett, and she's fine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zolf Smith, who is not going to tell you about his backstory.
5: Uh, Hammond, the halfling sorcerer. Uh, Sir Bertrand McGuffigan, the best one.
2: Ah, yes. Well, if you listen
5: to our fans, yes.
2: Hey, 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 everyone will get a moment to shine. If you chose to be a roaming id, you would get the attention too. (laughs) You missed three letters off of that last word. (laughs) So, before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to Paul. You know who you are. Thanks loads for the assets that you sort of chucked my way effectively what it is is
3: you're being vague enough that i'm going to assume that it's something really dirty
2: no nah, I'm, I'm going to follow it up you ready you're ready right. currently we've been telling everyone um about the srd the online system reference document which is free because it's open source gaming system there's a paid version which is very very cheap available for ipad which is called pfrpgrd which is the same thing it's just available offline and um, which helps because we have to turn obviously wi-fi off and things like that when it comes to the um, recording equipment And it also allows me to do things quicker and organize things. It has sped up the process for prepping, certainly, a lot for me. And certainly it will be doing uh, in this session. Also, he put me on some other fun programs called iCrit and iFumble, which (laughs) instead of just leaving it as a big wishy-washy, oh, you do extra damage, no, 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 no if i so choose we can have it so that it generates really awful effects instead you know you know remember when i once said when uh, hamid mucked up his magic and you like shouldn't something bad happen and i went yeah i'll let him off this time not now anymore! <laughs> oh no! Now I've got all of the tools I need to ruin your days. Yay! It's cool, I'm pretty sure I've ro- rolled my full quota of ones for this
5: campaign. <laughs> yeah. I think we all have. <laughs> so,
2: quick recap, obviously, everything with the simulacrum, you guys are now investigating the scrapbook which was found after your first investigation. It led you via Beaming Gusset's Emporium, let's call it, and after a brief stint of uh, Zolf, definitely not sharing anything, but discovering there was some true adamantine from that metal shard, you decided to head off mm. to uh, the British Museum to chase up the Origami Swan.
6: Where, in a powerful visual metaphor for the decline of Bertie's dynasty through <laughs> <from> incompetence, an <laughs> artifact of previous glory was knocked over, blasting a massive hole in the wall and creating a lot of chaos and now probably some violence. Ooh, it's Yay, so exciting! It was knocked over by Bertie's only artifact, which is an incompetent dog. dog. <laughs> incompetent, both figuratively and literally. He's, He's your his... only bit of booty. Yeah. Oh God, he is as well. You he? better protect him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll pick up where we left off. The curator had uh, just run outside. You guys were to just get out of the immediate area Mm -hmm. and as that swirling cloud of sort of grey blue mist starts expanding and expanding from that broken vase um, or vase I know I'm going to keep doing that we have US listeners they get very annoyed at me and as it expands and expands and expands it starts to coalesce suddenly into four distinct forms Square. Did we Triangle. release those
5: French bandits from that thing?
2: Four skeletons. Ah. The first one that forms has a glowing crown hovering above its head in blue flame. It still has the tatters of clothes upon him. What looks like was once a bandolier has slumped and is empty. But he wields in one in each hand a scimitar. Ooh. Then three other skeletons appear, again coalescing from the dust dotted out, and they are wielding broadswords. Mm-hmm. Now, of these, the lead skeleton, let's call it the one with the crown, immediately places itself and takes stock of its surroundings, as do the other three. And we will enter initiative order. Yay! So, the first thing that you guys will notice as well is that the explosion appears to have blocked off one of the side entrances from the room, so there is only one way in, one way out, the way in which the curator legged it. So to reiterate, in the middle, we have an enormous tank full of flesh golem. To the left, a crystal of banshee, which appears unbroken, and one hopes it stays that way. To the right, are the statue of Everard. At the back is one of the staves which has been knocked over, along with a bigger display. And what was the, the vase vase is now longer. And a weapons rack near where Sasha and Zolf. Zolf are currently loitering. Hamid's nearest the statue, and Bertie is probably nearest the banshee. So, without further ado, the first skeleton... Charges Sasha. No! It takes a swing with a broken scimitar and misses formidably. <laughs> That's its turn.
5: Then, Hamid, you're up. Hamid backs off behind Zolf and casts yeah. magic missile at mm-hmm. the skeleton in front of Sasha. Yep. And does three damage. Three damage? D4s feel so pathetic to roll. <laughs> yeah, there's just no weight or noise to them. No.
2: Okay, then. Make you want to have a hammer. The king skeleton. We'll call him the king skeleton. You have no more context than that. The guy with a floating crown above his head is not, yep. that, not that big a leap. Surveys the situation, seems significantly more intelligent than the others, which are just a bit like. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, <laughs> that was my skeleton. I'm glad yeah.
6: You're down the head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll get you, He Man. So, the, uh, the larger skeleton king creature, wielding its two scimitars, looks around, looks left looks right, and then just straight out charges Bertie. Then it takes a double slash at Bertie. (gasps) Now, gets critical. Does it confirm it? What's your AC, Bertie? 20. 20? Yeah. Doesn't confirm, but it does get a hit. Dealing, four, and then the second attack, does not hit. So it gets one attack hit that does four damage.
6: Okay, so I'm now down to oh. nineteen health points. Yep.
2: A lot of us would like to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it takes the tack and then opens
3: its mouth and goes You're gonna really I enjoy re- editing. Oh this it's gonna be
2: great. No. I'm gonna hate myself so much.
3: Hearing that through all the different mics at the same time.
2: Oh yes. At which point, the second skeleton in order makes a dash for Brutal. No, no. Brutal.
3: Does Bruton notice? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and
2: probably doesn't hit. Let's see. What is a dog's AC? Does not hit. Nah. Does not hit. Well it's a small creature, so Ah, it won't be terrible. It'll no. have some decks. Mm-hmm. At which point. The other skeleton takes its oh, attack. How
6: badly did we all roll? Pretty well, bad. I, I was mean. fine.
2: <laughs> it takes a swing at Zolf. Cool. Your AC is also high, isn't it? 18. Misses. So, Sasha, you're up.
3: I stabbed the dude that stabbed me twice.
2: <laughs> Make your attacks, okay.
3: and
2: With you get both of them because you're not moving. Okay. And, yeah, go for it.
3: Okay, uh, first one. Two! Oh, that's, nice. that's a miss, but that's not a, a fumble. Miss. Right. 18. 18? 18. Mm-hmm.
2: 18 is a hit.
3: Yay! And <laughs> then I roll my meager uh, d4, minus one. Naught. I do naught damage. I do. I do nothing. I do well, one minus one. one.
2: Well, it's obvious though. I mean, what happens is you know, Sasha goes, ah, oh, an enemy. I'll get it in the liver.
3: Yeah. Try to oh, go. Or the in. kidneys. Yeah.
2: Oh, what's happening?
3: <laughs> I, I get one of them in a really nice, practiced angle, right under the ribs, and do nothing. Under the ribs. Lovely, little
6: xylophone <laughs> sound. <laughs> <laughs> the thigh bones connected to the. <laughs> follow that thought because it's your turn right Uh, so Bertie is facing off against uh, King Skeleton that's the one who's just made what noise (laughs) Ah! (laughs) right back in his face (laughs) (laughs) direct eye contact with him during that and then Bertie uh, swings his magic sword yep yep and draw it does he dance Uh, the magic sword
2: you will have to draw it first so um, you will be basically provoking an attack of opportunity by virtue of drawing I have no real choice about that do I no. uh, you could not draw <laughs>
6: that's my worse and do worse. what yeah, yeah. I, I, I oh, oh there's
2: already. there's no better choice that's not what you asked you said, will, said there was no yeah, other choice that's fine I will draw my magic <laughs> sword <laughs> yep mm. that's fine it decides to take the attack of opportunity
6: and does not hit cool uh, so uh, magic sword and I swing it uh, mm. roll yep uh, that is 11 my uh, attack bonus is 7 with the bastard sword so that is 18. That's 18 really is a hit. Are they roll, roll now. D10 is it? D10, for, uh, D10 plus 4 for damage. There you go. Oh. Yeah, that's 6. 6. Yay! Okay. So 10 total. Oh, uh, yes, 10 total. That's
2: nice a killing machine. Uh, like cool. Yeah,
6: it's like. Made a- of murder!
2: Pretty much. Uh, the skeleton goes. <laughs> as you hit it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bertie's
5: apparently playing Simon with the
2: skeleton. Zolf, you're up. Okay. In a nice small room where you don't have to run everywhere to get involved. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to take a five foot step here. Ooh, five foot step between the two skeletons. Yes,
4: um, basically because it gives Sasha more of an opportunity to flank someone if mm, she wants to. wise. Too. And then I'm going to prod the one nearest hammered mm-hmm. and give it scurvy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, can you read for me the description of scurvy
4: so um, it's, it's a touched attack um, uh, they get a saving throw with four and negates it and it's got spell resistance so mm-hmm. uh, target contracts advanced scurvy constantly fatigued <laughs> And this is the important bit. Suffers from bone pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if this will be any worse for skeletons. See, uh, now
2: what I'm looking up is quite literally whether this affects skeletons and if it does, <laughs> if it affects them worse or better. Uh,
4: that's minus one strength and dex based checks. Uh, wounds easily, plus one damage straight bleed effects on target. Loose teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's going to look really
4: stupid on a uh, skeleton. That is going to look really dumb. Uh, and slow to heal. Um, okay. So yes, uh, just... I don't need to roll.
2: Um, can you read me the technical stats because it may be immune to this of
4: course once that action range touch target living creature Touched uh, living living there you uh, go yeah.
5: no.
2: oh no so you can't it has to be a living
4: creature. Can't give a skeleton is, scurvy. Is that's not a, so that's awful. not a living creature.
2: So yeah, looking it up, it's it's not a living creature, because it's a skeleton, and skeletons aren't living as much as you want them to be, and that would be terrifying. So no, you cannot give a skeleton scurvy. That's your fun fact for the day. Yeah.
3: I, I heard that we all have a spooky, spooky skeleton inside us. It's uh, <gasps> a myth.
2: It's a myth. Um, I will allow you to not have used that spell for a simple reason that I would I would hope that a trained cleric yeah, would probably, know that they that can't give true. a dead thing. That that's probably true.
4: Okay, fine. Uh, then I'm going to... No, actually. Um, burning Disarm. Burning Disarm? That's the one with a broken scimitar, right? Okay. Yeah, the target's held metal items. It has to be a living creature. <laughs> yeah, range is range. Uh, duration
2: instant, saving throw, reflex negates. Okay, so let's do that save and see how it goes. Really well! Amazingly cool. well. So, yeah, the skeleton... The uh, item in his hand glows first red, then white hot in a flash. And you see a th- cool. coming from his hand. So it takes 2d4 damage? Yep. Because my cast level is 2, right, because I'm level 2. Uh, 4 damage. And it takes the 4 damage. So what happens is it goes th- You see it almost, like, let go and then hold on, which was clearly a mistake. It holds on, it holds on, and then its whole hand just bursts a flame. The flame leaps up the arm, accelerated as if the magic's having some kind of an effect, and as you hear like, <laughs> it, um, basically the arm explodes and takes the rest of the skeleton with it and it just collapses into a pile of dust. Wow!
4: And I'll use my free
2: ash to say, fire hurts them!
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I hate to, 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 to spoil the party, um, but don't you take attacks of opportunity for
2: casting in their threat range?
5: Sure. Yeah, it I? would have been two attacks
2: whilst you did that. Fine. Which let's say that they'll take because I'm that guy. You could, you
5: could cast defensively.
2: That's a miss. I've got blood AC. Armor. And another miss, so it's yes. utterly irrelevant. Cool. We, we played it by the numbers and you still annihilated one of them with a. That's digital. how
4: clerics do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good move. Good move. We like that move. Brutal!
6: Brutal. Perception check. brutal.
5: He loves bones.
6: He is he he gonna work. the enemy is like,
2: bones. You know what? Take the bones. Yep, for the first time, Did I will allow service. Brutal an attack. <gasps> right. The attack fails. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and no one is surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal
2: notices a skeleton and goes, ooh! Well. <laughs> then goes to bite and just misses because Brutal's really slow and is misnamed <laughs> okay Hamid you're up
5: I cast magic missile again this time I cast magic missile at the skeleton in front
2: of Zolf
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I do four damage four damage so you fire it off and let's say you catch it right in the midriff the uh, vertebra snap And it uh, separates itself in two, and as it separates, the two parts start burning away with a sort of black flame, leaving only dust. Okay.
4: We're doing well, guys. I'm scared. The head
2: skeleton (laughs) now takes another double attack at Bertie. Misses against the ridiculous, ridiculous AC, and misses again. Oh. Oh! Just cannot get through that armor no matter how hard it tries. Falcons are good for something. The remaining skeleton that is not a king takes another attack at Brutor. That's cool,
5: that's what his job is, guys. To draw the attention
4: away
3: from us.
5: Animal cruelty.
3: Monsters.
4: (laughs) Stealing. This is good. Brutor makes a noise that we
5: can all imitate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We are okay. all Brutal. In many ways, this is, this no, is I'm brutal. simply the, 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 the nemesis that comes after his hubris for playing with the staff in the first place. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Dealing
2: five damage against Brutal. Oh, little Brutal. It brimmed, it's
4: for such a small creature.
2: Yeah, Brutal is not unconscious, but Brutal looks messed up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Messed up. <laughs> Sasha, you're up. You've currently heard a... <laughs>
3: Uh, if I go around the back of that skeleton, and am I flanking him? Yes, you, yes are. you are. You yeah. would
2: not get both attacks, yeah, I'll but get you would get the sneak there. attack.
3: Cool. Gonna do that.
2: Yep. Bitch bash bosh.
3: Uh, so I roll to hit... 14. It
2: just misses. Ow! Just misses.
3: Uh. Again,
2: you're just really thrown by. Bits that you would attack are missing. I just...
3: I, I, I avoid bones. Plus people. two. Yeah. Plus two for flanking. Oh, oh, oh you uh, Saves you same. the day. That's a hit. Yay. So that's that, plus, but, it's a d6. So then I do a d6, d6 plus, plus, plus a, d4. a d4. And the d4 is minus one, but the d6 is plus one. So yes. Uh, six.
2: Yeah, yeah. As the, as the sound of Brutal going, Thank you, Bryn. <laughs> Sasha, quick as lightning, dashes across, and having learnt her lesson this time, what, what would you attack? What would Sasha do?
3: She'd just go for it. She'd slip it between the sort of vertebrae. I think. unzip. So, so he's in halves. Yeah, and again,
2: in? those two halves, they just burn away. There is now only King Skeleton left of the enemies. Bertie, you're up.
6: Uh, Bertie is going to have a power attack on the uh, King Skeleton.
2: Very well. So. At which point the Skeleton's special ability goes off. <gasps> it gets a free attack of opportunity on Bertie.
6: Because I made a power attack. Uh,
2: because you made an attack at all.
6: Oh,
4: Yeah, it's probably gonna miss.
2: Uh, It misses on, (laughs) but because of again, because of its special ability, it gets both with both scimitars. It's a very Uh, specific creature,
4: and hits. Oh my goodness! About
2: time. (laughs) Right. So only took what six attacks. It deals eight damage.
6: (laughs) You're fine. Down to eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Basically,
2: Bertie uh, winds up his welcome to my (laughs) level. But he winds up for his power attack in the skeleton, seeing its opportunity, a evil glint comes into its flaming eyes, and with crown slightly askew, it makes a jab! A quick jab that leaps beneath the armour, in beneath the armpit, and nicks the underarm. You if I want my blood underarms, blood. if
6: I want my underarms shaving, I'll let you know! <laughs> now you may take your power attack. Right. So, d20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, attack. Seven plus attack bonus of six. Yep, yeah. you do 13. not hit. Ah, da, da, da. So,
2: Zolf, you're up. Bertie's bleeding, like actually bleeding. Goodness
4: gracious me! Uh, I'm going to uh, take a double move um, towards the Skeleton Man. Mm-hmm. One, two—that's one mm-hmm. move. Three. There you go. You've got a range of ten foot. You
2: can You've move. got a reach weapon, mate. You could move an attack. Oh, okay, cool. So that will count as flanking, because I can... Yeah. Oh, Bryn. Yeah, I'll do that then. Thanks. Cool, and get your plus two to hit, which Bryn was very kind to remind us of. lot.
4: That's 18.
2: Okay, that's no, a... No, it's not, You've
4: got you have an attack two. bonus, surely. And the right.
5: flanking bonus, so it's 20. Oh, and, okay, so it's 20, Yeah, that's so a hit. flanking. That's yeah. a hit.
4: Okay, cool, and that is 1d8. Uh, seven damage. Nice. Seven damage? Seven
2: plus one, presumably.
4: Uh, yes, cause plus strength. God, put things on your character sheet then.
2: So, you uh, attack the skeleton, you jab it in the back. So I it just drop it. put it in its ribcage and wiggle it around. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, The you skeleton, skeleton
2: goes <laughs> 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 Drops both its scimitars. Oh, uh, mm. did I just tickle it? Like, <laughs> <Get "Whoa, laughs> ooh, stop, ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, the inside of my ribs, it's so digging. Um Brutal proceeds to flee, and cower beneath the everard statue having taken a blow thinking it's Bertie. yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely hamid you're up
5: i cast magic missile i mean that's a surprise to everyone it's all i've done the entire combat there's only one remaining enemy which is the skeleton king it's on the other side of the room but magic missile is unerring and i do five whole damage that's
3: a lot of damage
2: not bad you blast the skeleton from the side it loses half of its rib cage, but it's still just staggering around. It now is wielding no weapons, is missing half of its rib cage. It quite literally looks one blow away from being completely annihilated, but it has one turn left. The remaining skeleton, angry, annoyed, enraged. It takes a final swing, but what's this? It takes a five foot step and takes the swing at Hamid! That's not Zulf. Hamid! That's takes Zulf. a five foot step and takes the swing at Zolf.
4: I mean, it's a dwarf in a horned helmet. I don't know how that looks like a a, a sorceress banker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: so, um,
5: what's it swinging with? It dropped its weapons. It's, uh, it's uh, nutting me with a
2: crown. It now <laughs> gets two claw attacks. It takes its first claw attack. It takes its first claw attack and misses. Ah. It takes its next claw attack. And then it activates its surge ability. <laughs> Allowing it an additional six, definitely hitting Zolf. Cool. It deals a formidable, not that formidable... Mm. (laughs) One plus two damage! Zolf takes three damage and the skeleton, knowing the end is near, goes...
4: (laughs) Which is skeleton, but... This is frustrating! (laughs)
3: Curse you! I am quite annoyed! (laughs) (laughs) Sasha, you're up. (laughs) dash around the bat and stab him in the non-existent kidneys
2: go to there and you your yep. flanking and you get your flanking bonus again so again you get the one attack plus your sneak attack damage you get your minus one and your plus one which all cancel one another out
3: so you hit that's a
2: no that's a no I know, I know the maths oh. that's a no that
6: be 6 plus 4 plus 2
2: 30 you're up
6: you just take a 5 foot snap take a 5 foot snap Am I also flanking him Yes, you are. Yes, okay. to,
2: to spell out for listeners, because we've been talking a bit and not necessarily spelling out, we now have this mythic skeleton with Sasha behind it on one side, Zol facing it down, Bertie behind to the right. It's looking very, very bad for the...
5: Hamid <laughs> is safely out of the way, casting magic missile from across the room. <laughs> okay, cool.
6: Bertie, what do you do? Bertie is going to make a power attack on the back of this skeleton.
2: Yep, go for it. Oh, one. oh Oh that's oh, really bad.
0: That's
4: really bad that we, we're both here. As we well.
2: get to finally play with my new
4: fungus. Oh. Oh. This is the point at which at which like we're doing really well and then you just straight up dissect one of us. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: We're gonna get about like three ones in a row now. This is how yeah. it always plays out.
2: Oh, it's got a little sword fighty noise. You take a minus one penalty on all attack rolls until you score a critical hit. <laughs> <laughs> For this combat.
4: Oh, right. Okay. And how
2: does that occur narratively? Narratively, what happens is you take your huge swing at the skeleton, you miss, it reaches out with its hand and basically scratches at your inner gauntlet, causing it to lock as it catches one of the straps. So now your hand is locked at a kind of really, really abrupt wrist angle, making it really difficult for you to basically wield your sword like until a you t-rex take trying yeah.
6: to Use a typewriter. Yeah, yes. yeah. that's a really specific <laughs> reference, but yes.
2: Okay. And it will remain that way until the end of the combat, at which point you can sort of undo that strap and sort yourself out. Right. I'm gonna
4: prod him with my trident, as <laughs> is my tradition. That is 13, 40 50 60 It activates,
2: before that damage resolute resolves itself, its special ability to oh, attack yes, you because course. you're attacking. With a miss. And a second miss. It, it takes two big claws and then and then realises too late, because it's a skeleton and they're not sharp, that there's a massive trident between it and you, and that it can do that as much as you want. Fending. Your trident's massive. That's fair. So, um, your attack resolve to? Uh,
5: 17.
2: 17. Uh, hit. Lovely.
4: Uh, that is another five damage.
2: You have managed to kill the skeleton. How would you like to say that went
3: down?
4: Uh, again, put it in the rib cage and spin the trident, just kind of f- flinging it. So
3: <laughs> <middle of> the- <laughs> <laughs> it's its limbs of spin, spin outwards. Yeah. Like it's, it's doing it's a like star a pinwheel, jump. yeah.
2: So we'll say you're you're trying jab in and one prong between three different ribs, and it's you share your eyes lock for one moment, and the skeleton goes. Meh.
5: Shake <laughs> oh, yes. his head a little bit. <laughs> Zolf with his
2: little squint, twist the trident. The uh, skeleton's thrown off its legs. Its limbs already weakened, fly off in all directions, and it literally explodes into bone-like confetti that burns away into dust.
3: Yeah. None of which hit anything like the banshee and the flesh golem hard enough to do anything, right? Hitting
2: <gasps> the tank in the middle, which cracks. No. Ugh. And water starts gushing out. Oh, and at that. We'll take a break, Ah. and we'll get back to this in a couple of minutes.
6: Hello? Hello? Oh, I sit there. And and talking to this? This? Right. Good. That is odd. Mm. Uh, Yes. And you, uh, bring me uh, a whiskey. Uh, With uh, rum in it. Yeah, lovely. Uh, uh, Yes, so, um, good evening, peasants. I am Sir Bertrand McGuffingham. Now, I've been told that tales of my feats of heroism, adventure, and utterly selfless daring do were spreading far and wide, arcing across the sky like lightning, rending the heavens in twain with their magnitude and ploughing into people's ears like a plough made of me being splendid. Now, the important thing is that I'm excellent, and everyone should know just how excellent I am. So in order to set yet more ears a quiver in anticipation of my every exploit, I would like you, specifically you, to tell your friends about how utterly super I am. now. According to the technical busybods of Rusty Quill, and trust me, their bots are very busy. If you tell a friend about us and they subscribe to my Tales of Chivalric Daring, then when they send us an email to mail at rustyquill.com with their name and the person who recommended it, they will have an episode dedicated to them. Now, I've no idea what that means, but it sounds jolly lovely. Anyway, once you've done all of that, all you need to do is pop the cash in non-consecutive bills into an envelope and send it lo- What? 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 What do you mean they don't have to pay- Oh! I Literally never- Don't! You test me, sir! Fine, 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 well, recommend this to your friends and don't pay us and you still get your own episode. Now. If it excuse me, I have to have a serious chat with the underlings about the actual meaning of the word mercenary.
2: And welcome back. So, yeah, water's gushing from the tank, holding the flesh golem. The water continues gushing, the cracks grow wider. Zolf, so, can you do something about this? Uh, unless you fill tank full of more water, that's about all I can do. The cracks spread, the tank shatters! Oh, for goodness <laughs> The water gushes out everywhere, and the flesh golem... Mm, ...flops forward, and just goes... I mean, that is probably going to be quite expensive. <laughs> and then it's going to be, be difficult to, to clear up. Split a bit, and bits of it kind of spread oh, across the oh, floor. Oh, it smells oh, horrible. And it smells vile. I mean. The Literally, two days ago, I was swimming around in poo, and that's worse. <laughs> oh. the, the stitching comes undone from parts, Oof. and one of its arms drifts across the remaining water and just bumps up against the Everard statue. Well, that's just grim. You, you see Brutor reach out, no, sniff, and recoil back beneath the Everard <laughs> statue. It's, it's all gone quiet. Is everybody dead? Yes.
3: Or the bad ones?
2: He sort of pokes his head in. And you see his, uh, the curator's face. They smashed up. the jar. Oh!
3: They were trying to smash us, though, so this is actually the better outcome.
4: Darn Ooh. bandit lords and their jars smashing. Another glorious here. victory for the house
6: of MacGuffingham. I think this is a day that will live in memory infamy. and song. Definitely in for me. Song and
5: memory. The, the, um, the problem is, Bertie, is, is normally the damage isn't... All to the property of your own
2: family.
4: I mean, to be honest, it might live on in a dairy limerick. Um,
2: technically, actually, uh, the way the donation system works, it's the property of the museum. It oh, was a very, oh dear, a very generous. Um, do um, hmm, I'm. I'm where, where's the dog? He's
3: he's there under the statue. I point. The
2: curator just goes over, comes back. I am very sorry about um, your your dog, uh, uh, sir Bertrand, but. Um, in lieu of the payments that are already missing, in addition to the damages that have just been done, I mean, I, I very much appreciate all of your efforts to.
3: We saved your life.
2: I, I appreciate it. I do. I do. I do. But nonetheless, I mean, I.
3: If we hadn't stood it. Here... These guys would have like run a mock. No, You'd no, have no, so many people. If you hadn't stood here, they never would have come here in the to, first. To be
2: base.
4: fair, actually, although you couldn't afford any magical security, you could have maybe put the vase with
2: the trap spirits of four bandit lords maybe in a glass case. Now, or ex- excuse me, excuse me. I, 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 I would rather you didn't speak to me in that tone. There was a velvet rope, and it was well signposted. I. Think you may have a slightly skewed idea
4: of what security Look, is, but uh... Uh, Mr. Smith,
2: if if you will excuse me, um, he sort of tries to pull Bertie aside briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, forgive me, sir, sir Bertrand, but honestly, in, in, given the the recent damages, our, our our need for your payment is rather immediate.
1: Mm. As it
2: is, I mean, I'm going to have to bring in specialists just to clean up.
4: Oh, Bertie. Oh. Sounds like this guy's trying to
2: extort money out of you. How, how much would be the required sum? Well, yeah, the uh, McGuffingham family is still contractually obliged for a 1,000 oh. gold donation in a quarterly payment, um, and that's. Not in addition to the damages, but you—you you are quite right in that you—you you did help to mitigate the disaster. So I—I—I I, I suspect we could be able to just skimp on Mister Carter's expedition and 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 possibly redirect the funds, but it would still require at least the four thousand. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm very sorry, Sir Bertrand. Um. i i, 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 I do not know what to say. Hmm.
4: What's the uh, uh, ramifications of not paying this?
2: Um, Well, I I want you to understand this isn't my choice, but breach of contract is technically a criminal matter. Now, we would not want, of course, that to reach that far. I mean, there's no need to, of course. The McCuffingham family name, I mean, Mr. Smith, I don't think you quite understand this. I mean, this is is but a drop in the pool for Mr.
4: Smith. Excuse me, just one moment. Huddle.
3: (laughs) We huddle.
2: I huddle. the, the curator goes, yeah, shoot the curator. Uh, c- certainly, he, he sort of... I was going to say he backs off. He just stands there, crestfallen, occasionally squelching through what well, was left of the a flesh contract's
6: them. definitely not a criminal matter. It's civil at most. Really? Legally speaking. Well, there they are... They would only be able, is this be gonna... able to
5: do a sue to recover their losses. There like, are
6: certain additional complications, which I'm not at liberty to divulge. Uh Needless to say, the consequences of even a civil pursuit of this matter would be really most grave. Right,
4: well, I've got 2,000 sitting around. I ain't spent it yet. I have 1,000. We need another 1,000 from someone.
6: Everyone, give me a perception roll 25. Yep. Uh, 18 minus 1 is 17. Mm.
3: 16. Mm -hmm. 19.
6: All of you notice
2: this then. As you're having your uh, discussion, Two very nondescript figures step forward simultaneously through the double doors. They are both medium-sized gnomes, (sighs) wearing very sharp... Sorry,
5: medium-sized is a technical term. I don't think you mean that. No, that's a fair point. I mean,
2: (laughs) they are medium for gnomes, by which I mean of the small category. Average height is a better way of putting it. Incredibly nondescript gnomes, but in incredibly sharp suits. All black every single layer down to their shiny shiny shoes and their very very sharp ties with a single silver tie pin for each of them with what looks like it may be a diamond it's hard to tell at this distance and they just stand there survey the area and then um, both of them simultaneously turn to Bertie and give a slight nod.
6: Who on earth were they? They are gnomes. Now, you see, a gnome is, <laughs> what is a there? very small <laughs> for, for man. Me, what, what would their profession be? They are gnomes who wear suits and dark suits are possibly they are artists, models or mannequins of some well, kind. Well, they just wandered into a museum and nodded sinisterly yeah. They've well, been following is... you about for a while, Bertie. I keep seeing them around. Any accusation that I am being followed by gnomes is a sign of extreme paranoia. See,
2: gnomes then proceed to walk towards your group. The curator oh, looks confused but doesn't really stop them.
3: Nothing to be ashamed of if you've been followed by people but just tell us. Oh, goodness me, about. is that
2: the time? Uh, look, a bee! <laughs> At which point they uh, are upon you and uh, in unison. Good afternoon, Sir Bertrand. It is a pleasure, as always. We understand there has been some damages to the museum exhibit. That does seem a great shame. Can we be of assistance to yourself?
6: Ah, yes, well, uh, of course, now, these things, uh, these uh, damages were, of course, uh, accrued and accumulated in the pursuit of uh, noble glory uh, for the House of MacGuffingham. this is a simple, yeah. Collateral damage. Look at it. Ah, oh, things, they fall over. The heat of combat, you know, when the blood is up. Would no. you
2: have said that there would have been imminent danger to any of those present should you have not intervened?
6: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Danger of the most mortal and perilous were, kind.
3: There were skeletons. Show the wound,
6: Bertie. They look, wounded you. Look, here. And At this point, Bertie like, lifts up his armour. Like, woo, I mean, look, spring break. And he's got, like, huge <laughs> wounds. Wait, so as he lifts it, it goes above his head, it catches his helmet,
4: and his helmet is just balanced on top of his cuirass. <laughs> As <laughs> it extends to about eight foot tall. <laughs> Just...
2: The uh, gnomes sort of look at each other and turn back. And that would count in your favour. I'm, I'm bleeding
6: like really like lots, like loads. And then like, Bertie at that point like wipes some blood onto his hand and say, like, Look, look at the, look at this. And then rubs it on the gnome. <laughs> loads. This <laughs> is loads of blood.
2: The gnome that you uh, wiped uh, blood on reaches out, takes a hanky and slowly dabs itself down. They then turn simultaneously to Sasha. Would you consider yourself a damsel in distress? Uh like,
6: no. really, damselly? Look at her. I mean, you know, there's this
2: leather. Jacket if thing. you will excuse us, Sir Bertrand, would you consider yourself a damsel in
3: distress? Uh I mean, not generally. N- yeah, no, like I'm totally. Not. I am. Uh, yeah. Have, have you not seen mm. uh, Our Lady? Like I am. I am distressed right now. Uh, there's nothing that distresses what are you? me.
4: The f- fairy tale police. More what is this? Than,
3: Uh, lawyers. I mean, skeletons. Hmm. I mean, lawyers. (laughs) I mean, skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, clearly
6: driven delirious (laughs) by her traumatic experience. You know how damsels are, you know, it's uh, all of the cinching.
2: You will allow us to confer. They step aside and just turn their backs to you and briefly are having a conversation. Counter huddle. Uh, uh, What's
3: a damsel? Are they lawyers?
6: They are lawyers. Oh. They're very lawyers. Our greatest foe yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> why, why do Absolutely. lawyers need to know if I'm a damsel?
6: Do you owe them money? Uh, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately not at liberty to disclose under the terms of a thing that I cannot disclose Are any you terms a... that may or may not be disclosed in any sense. There's no disclosing. Are you on a list? I cannot possibly say. <laughs> Verbal lie whether I am or I am not on a list. I barely know what a list is.
2: At which what? point the two uh, gnomes return. The curator by this point is going. Look now. I'm I'm being patient, but frankly, if no one tells me what's going on, at which point, in perfectly synchronized movements, the gnomes one plucks a, a pen from its pocket. The other one plucks out a checkbook. The first one tears the check from the checkbook that the other one is holding. Like perfectly synchronized, they just write a check and hand it to the curator. We think you will find that this covers all expenses and the uh, in-lieu payments which have grievously been overlooked by the McGuffingham estate managers. We hope that this suits yourself. The curator sort of looks at it. Oh, yes, uh, uh, I I am, again, so sorry for the misunderstanding and we will get someone in to clean this up right away. Thank you, as always. Your generosity is greatly appreciated, Sir Padrand and friends. Um, yes,
6: I am going to go. Yes, and then he heads off
3: you have got the spookiest fairy godmother that I have ever encountered.
6: You should have met my real mother. At which
2: point, (laughs) (laughs) the gnomes, again, imperfectly synchronised, pocketing all of their items. So, Sir Bertrand, it behooves us to tell you that all previous actions are now considered nullified by the advance payment that has had to be made. Pray that you make sure that you meet your terms. And then without another word, they reverse, and they walk out, take a left, and you just hear them fading away. Well, that
4: was deeply unsettling.
3: And that was that was worse than being, you know, exploded that time. Well, it all seems to, well to be sorted and 20 over 20. now.
6: There's, there's, there's no need to talk about in. this any further. I, I consider the matter settled and resolved. Thank you very much for your cooperation, gentlemen and lady. Bertie,
4: as
5: your employer, is um, this going
4: to impact your ability to work
5: for I me? I just, I feel like, I mean, we've met Sasha's... Maybe slightly evil family. Zolf has this weird ring that he doesn't want to talk about. Yeah, we. Um, a lot of people have weird rings. Bertie, <laughs> <had it. laughs> Bertie has these mysterious. Voices. Some of us don't sh- have them
3: anymore. I and should that's probably fine. just
5: say right now, I got kicked out of university because then it won't be a surprise when it somehow comes along very soon. Okay. Maybe.
3: Well, we've all got a dark what past. What were you kicked I mean- out
5: for? <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I <laughs> So that's, <laughs> I'm glad we've
4: now established we all have some sort of dark secret which yeah. we're keeping. I don't have a dark secret at all. Look, a distraction.
5: Uh, yeah. I just
4: <laughs> Nice try, Bertie. Yeah.
5: Oh. I just feel like I should share all nope, of you fair enough. with
6: things. Well, it, it's a, you You can fit in and be popular. That's not a but problem.
4: In all seriousness, Bertie, is this going to have an effect on your ability to work for us? You, nope. Do you have any commitments
6: you're going to have to... to Attend to? Uh, well, the pursuit of uh, glory uh, is is a transcendent goal which will have nothing, no impact whatsoever. The what? Seen sp- through this mission to completion. So what do you need to get out from under their thumb? What do they want? From uh, what thumbs? I
4: don't even know what thumbs are. They're the things on the end of your hands. Look, a distractions. Still not working. Uh,
5: Maybe we should just move on. There's, all, there's, there's things we all don't want to talk about. Sure, at some point we can all get ice cream and share.
4: <laughs> right, what's Never next on the cream. list? <laughs> really? I mean, they oh. don't
3: really do it in other London. Got Not like, even rat flavoured? Dirty ice. Uh, <laughs> mm. You can get, like, strawberry, but I think it's blood.
6: <laughs> I mean,
4: <laughs> what a, what a uh, grisly detail about the place you grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> Hamid, where <laughs> where to next? Uh,
3: the bank, I su- suppose.
4: We probably should. That's I where th- your
3: nice family hangs out, right? The ones that are so lovely to us.
4: Yes, I feel like with all the friends we're making in London, we might not wrap, wrap this bit up and get to Paris <laughs> soon.
5: So.
3: Yeah, I've got mates in Paris. Wait, I mean, it'll be fine. We, in all, Paris. You know,
4: we, we heard about that bit. Yeah. There's that bloke that you is a brother you're in love with. I don't know something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shall <should> we? Too <laughs> many low charisma Best characters. <laughs> <laughs> Nine <laughs> charisma. Yeah. And
2: the
1: only <laughs> one we missed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just- <laughs> As listeners, oh. I watched the two low char- charisma characters both try to high five. I just missed. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. it wasn't a good miss, it was one of those really lame ones we
4: kind of rub hands yeah. <laughs> Surely
5: high fiving is deck space, not charisma. Right? No, oh,
4: no, no, it's definitely
3: confidence.
2: <laughs> also, mine's eight, not nine. So, oh, fair enough. Moving on. Presumably, you guys head off to the bank. To the yes, bank. to the bank. Okay. Um, yeah, you head out and yeah, you start heading down the stairs you at first you realize that you're trailing a little bit of flesh golem down the mm. stairs but oh like toilet paper stuck maybe, in your shoe maybe it would be best to go <laughs> and-
5: and clean up and have a meal before we go to the bank. I mean, it's going to be open for a few more hours yet.
4: Well, you can uh, press the digitizer, can't you? I'm bleeding quite heavily. I'm not oh, sorry about that. Digitated. I will convert advanced scurvy <laughs> into a healing spell.
3: levels. <laughs> <laughs> scurvy. Healing yep. four.
4: No, it's D eight plus one because it's a one. Uh, yep. Level one spell I'm
2: converting. So. Uh, nine. So you're healed for nine hit oh, points. So down. I'm up
6: to twenty.
2: Uh huh. So as you are. Heading out, the curator is sort of coming out from a back office, and he's he's all smiles again, and again runs over again. Before you go, um, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that it was quite the misunderstanding and the generosity of the MacGuffinums. Th- the fact that we get to finally make the extension to the MacGuffinum wing, honestly, we we did not expect such 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 generosity. Oh, like like father, like son, like father, father. <laughs> um, I, I hesitate to ask, but given that you prove yourselves quite capable, um, I, I have to confess I was—I was having a little bit of a listen. Did you mention that you were heading to Paris, point? Uh, yeah.
1: Probably. Paris yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, is maybe. indeed on the He item. wants to or know.
2: Well, um, I have to say that, uh, well, quite frankly, we have something of a, uh, a valuable nature, and given that, you, to be blunt, Sir Bertrand, you will be travelling quite well, significantly better than, I must say, any courier would. I was wondering if you would be able to deliver a small uh, small delivery for us.
6: Oh, right. Certainly, of course.
2: I, gr- I greatly appreciate this. He, he pulls over a scroll. You see, the um, the ordinators, they developed the um, Rosetta program, which which we believe may actually be able to finally break the hieroglyphics. It's all very exciting, you see. Goodness. And, uh, well, we've got, we've got a sample sheet in here. And if, if you happen to be um, passing by, then I would greatly appreciate it if you could deliver it. I mean, we have copies. Don't worry, it's not an original. But if you're heading that way anyway, frankly, we could do with saving the cash where we can. I mean, especially if we're expanding the McGuffingham Wing. Yeah. Am I right? Oh yes,
6: of course. No, it would be an absolute pleasure. Where does it need to be taken? Will you possibly provide me with the address?
2: Oh yes, it's all there on the on the uh, on the capsule. Uh, feel free to peruse it. Or excellent, excellent. Thank you. Well, uh, again, thank you. Uh, I realise it was a bit of a. Bit of a shame that we lost some exhibits, but certainly with this, with this we'll be able to arrange some more. Would, would you like us to, to speak to the press at all? Oh, uh, uh what happened? I, uh, I, I can quite happily make a, make a statement. Is there anything that you'd rather I, uh, uh I, I didn't catch all of the surnames, you see? You'd rather?
4: Uh, no, uh, well, actually, um, you can say that it was the, uh, uh, oh,
6: Darren, we haven't got a name yet. Not really one for branding The Mighty McGuffingham's I... Know. No. Right. Um, okay. yes. no No Right,
2: okay No. Oh, right Quick guys, I... Can I make a marketing roll? <laughs> <laughs> You've got three seconds between you, you uh,
3: Three the, Two The Mighty Morphing Mercenary one. Rangers! No! No nope. the, the Rangers the Rangers or, The London Rangers uh, um, No you, you have
2: crossed, I've, I've got Rangers, that's what I've got Rangers, no, that'll right. do Zolt
4: Strangers yeah. Zolt Strangers,
2: really, really? But, yeah. but yes, uh, it was uh, <laughs> Hamid <laughs> Altahan. Oh, Alta! Oh, Han! Yes. Oh, goodness me Probably oh, should have been harassing oh, him for money My, how you... I, I haven't seen this Hamid Oh my... Oh, you haven't! Last time I saw you, you were you, you, a big still is <laughs> Yes!
4: <laughs> 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 ha, ha, ha I'm just having
2: some fun Hey, I'm short too Right, well, um, I, can be sure to, I can <laughs> be sure to sort
6: all this for you. Right, well, uh,
2: Do you now, have
3: a wing as well, Hamid? The hotels probably
6: own the building. Mm. Now, uh, we are, of course, about to head off on uh, some perilous adventures across the continent and, indeed, beyond.
2: Well, perilous how, how, realms. So, perilous, should, I feel like I might be having to take my capsule back. Uh, no, oh,
4: Paris isn't the perilous bit. Paris, Paris is Paris. perilous,
2: but the perilous bits post Paris. Yeah. Post
4: Paris, oh, of course. That's yes. Perfect. There is, Paris.
1: there is post Paris peril. Perilous, yes.
4: perilous. So, so I potential post Paris peril. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm so
6: sorry, Sir Bertrand, you were saying. I apologise for that. <laughs> and, no, well, uh, a, that is a first. Yes, isn't it, just. Uh, no, um, well, of course, you know, and uh, as I am carrying the Buckingham name. Throughout the world, through this realm, further realms beyond, beyond this very sphere of experience. No, saving the world, perhaps, just throwing that idea out there. I wondered, perhaps, if there is anything from the McGuffingham Collection that might be taken out on loan. Perhaps something of my ancestors that might spur me on in my quest offer. Offer succour and assistance in these uh, difficult times. Adventuring, ho, you know, sallying forth once again, burnishing the name. Sallying,
2: yes. Give me a pomp and pageantry diplomacy check. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. Then, in which case, uh, yeah, the curator looks at you, kind of looks confused for a moment and goes, Again, I appreciate your situation. We could certainly arrange for you to purchase one of your... uh, ex-family heirlooms at, at, at a discount but we wouldn't be able to part with something necessarily um, what I would say is we would be able to offer you a very fair price for anything you brought back from your
6: own adventures mm-hmm. Oh, I seem to remember earlier as part of the tour Nefertiti's cap uh, that, the shawl yes. the shawl the shawl I'm terribly sorry not much with the fancy female folder, you see and uh, it was my recollection that if one was to put it on that one would gain a second soul is that uh, well, that—that's a
2: gross oversimplification. But carry on.
6: Well, I—I am—I am the layest of persons. So, if I were to perhaps acquire that and put it on,
5: you—no, no, would no most likely
6: I would, die. That would be a very yes. bad idea.
4: Very I think bad. It was, a, it
6: was a
2: 50-50 between losing your soul and getting some more. So. <laughs> I, I cannot condone a death on these premises. As it is, I've already had to deal with almost deaths. I think, I think that's quite enough. I appreciate you very much. It's very clear he's starting to usher <laughs> <as> he's slowly <laughs> out of the building. Again, we appreciate your, your, uh, your patronage as always. And naturally, your friends are perfectly welcome. We well, do we hope can... that you can. We'll
4: the always closed. pop it on in the
6: gardens, he says to the closed door.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Damn. <laughs> uh, well, given that we've saved so much money
6: able to buy you something nice. Uh, gift shop's probably closed. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll
2: use that to assume you're heading on to the bank, right? Yeah. After lunch. At which point then, let's call it there. We've uh, had a good session and I think we're gonna end it there and we will rejoin everyone next week. Bye-bye. I pressed digi-
5: to digitate everyone clean. Oh, yes,
2: and you don't want me hoping you were traipsing through London stinking of hundred-year-old dead flesh. And we don't want to end an episode dirty. <laughs> Right, well, uh, thanks from everyone, and I look forward to meeting you all again next week. Bye! Bye! Rustyquill Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at the Rusty Quill, or email us at mail at Thanks for listening.
5: French bandits from that thing you've not got The first learned.
2: form that emerges to the left of the enormous tank full of flesh golems is David Bowie. Is David
6: Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> is it four David Bowies? In a different... It's, it's, yes, I refuse to attack them. It's,
2: I I push. Push. it's the different ages of Bowie. One of them's got very glammed up, another one's very understated, but you know, quite pushing it. Anyway. Um,
3: <laughs> one is just the Goblin King.
2: Yeah,
6: the one's the very old one that looks like Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Oh, wow, he does.
2: Yes. So, anyway, it coalesces. Uh, this is going to be a scary moment, honestly. It coalesces. I would be scared. <laughs>
4: The reason I just got really excited is because I take an advanced scurvy, which causes bone pain. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
5: you were going to say something like, disrupt undead. Nope. No, okay. <laughs> so did I.
4: <laughs> so did <laughs> I <So> did <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's a bit ooh, angry. Ooh. <laughs> I've just got out of the vase. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
5: Got pins and needles in my bones 10,000 years in a lamp can give you such a yeah, crick in the neck, neck.
2: <laughs> so now your hand is locked at a kind of really really abrupt wrist angle making it really difficult for you to basically wield your sword like until you take a T-Rex yeah.
6: use a typewriter yeah, yeah.
2: that's a very really specific <laughs> reference but yes okay and it will remain that way until the end of the combat at which point you can sort of undo that strap and sort yourself out right that was one for all the cold blooded members of, of audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: Zof. Or cooled Blooded for our US listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Zolt's well, count bladed.
3: Count <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. for our Swedish listeners.
4: <laughs> yes. <Yeah>.
3: Uh. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. That's okay,
4: Jim Henson did it, which means
3: it's okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Hello, everyone. Helen here. Today I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched. On the RQ Network, step into Selene, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels, and eerie sleepwalkers. Meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey, and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humour with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. And now, you can experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. So... Search Celine wherever you get your podcasts, that's S-E-L-E-N-E, or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information.